life on the road. It's these tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Alright, so uh, do you have anywhere to be? Because uh, you're going to be a half an hour late <laughs> wherever you have to be. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Road Stories, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. Uh, coming to you again from the most romantic podcast out there on the internet. Um, still stuck in the bedroom. Uh, update on the uh, studio. They just, uh, they're just they putting in tile in the shower today, so that's exciting. That and is exciting, but now again, like you've now gone from bedroom to now shower. Well, we're not going to do the podcast in the shower. <laughs> well, that would be awkward. That would be, that yeah, would be already, awkward. And probably dangerous yeah, with electronic yeah. equipment. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. But it's already awkward enough in here in the bedroom, I think. Anyway, uh, so uh, update on it. Yeah, so uh, according to my contractor, I should be back in the studio next Wednesday. Congratulations. Which means I'll be in the studio in August. <laughs> if you've Perfect time ever dealt with... Uh, contractors anyway so we're back in the bedroom got a great show uh lined up for you today but real quick i just wanted to a uh, personal note just wanted to send a, a quick uh, apology over to sue costello she was on the uh podcast last week with her and Sully mccullough if you haven't listened to it it's very funny hilarious thank you very for listening funny. to it chris very funny uh she's awesome anyway you know uh you get listeners now i always upload pictures of uh my comics and stuff and uh i uploaded a picture of sue which uh she didn't approve of and so uh i quickly took it down and uh so quick apology to her meant nothing by it um all said and done she's great uh sue i hope you come back i'd love to have you back anytime and if you haven't listened to the episode go ahead and listen to it it's awesome she's hysterical and so is suli uh so that's it so here we are back again on road stories podcast episode number i don't know because i don't number them uh I know a lot of people do but not me i just come up with clever names um which aren't really that clever uh, but joining me today, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a little different again. We're gonna do it a little one on one. Sounds dirty. <laughs> 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 again, right? <laughs> we're just gonna let's keep digging it. Let's just keep digging it. And if you could just kind of bear yourself in the, the construction uh, hole, that'd be great. <laughs> my old dearest old friend, I. Well, how long have we known each other? Let's think about it here. I. I it's funny you should say that because I was actually flipping through. I've had a lot of like things to go to, like have to go back and look at things because um, I was going to talk about this, but I had a memorial I had to go to last night. And oh, yeah, of course, we'll the that. subject that we're going to talk about. Sure, sure. And we just kind of went through and flipped through things. And I saw a, I think it was 1996. 96, wow. I think it was 1996 yeah. when you had done the C Word show with me and Kelly Kirsten in uh, the basement of Luna Park. Wow, I remember the and basement of Luna Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picture of you. And uh, with your uh, bowling shirt on. Oh, Christ. The yeah, black yeah. and It's like a black. And this go, it's not far ago. Back. They were black and white photos. <laughs> oh, right. Back when black and white headshots <laughs> were it. Uh, the C-Word show. I remember doing shows with you at the bottom of Luna Park. I don't remember what the C-Word show was. stand-up. It was just straight stand-up? Just stand-up. Okay. And it was because it was me, Kelly, and... Kelly Kirsten, great comic, out of the business now. Out of stand-up, I should say. Lisa Sunstead. Oh, I haven't seen Lisa in a long time. She apparently she's doing good with her Pretty Funny Women show. Yeah, she. Uh, I actually last time I saw her was when I was doing um, Stephanie Wilder's Parental Discretion. She was the warm up on it. Oh, the TV show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hugh Fink I, runs yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I always did a pilot with Hugh Fink. 
while he was just starting up on that. Uh, anyway, Chris Magaha Hi, joins us. <laughs> In case you want to hear the blonde, the person who's just yakking away is. Oh, they can tell you're blonde by the way you're talking. Uh, Chris, you might have seen on Curb Your Enthusiasm and uh, many, many episodes of Loveline on MTV. She was the blonde who admitted she liked to be peed on during sex. I, that, was, that wasn't me. That wasn't? No. That was Joe Rogan. Ah, right, 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 right. right. <laughs> Don't, he scares me. Let's not talk about him. Uh, <laughs> Joe Rogan does. Nice guy, but scares the crap out of me. He's, I have a very funny love line story with Joe Rogan. Actually. Oh, you do? Do you want to hear it? I would, would love to hear it. Since I'm here? Yeah, since you're here. Um, very, uh, <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. Is that wrong to say that? <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 I hope he doesn't listen to your show. <laughs> Don't worry, uh, not a lot of people do. Um, um, yeah, so Loveline, and you know, we would get these people on um, as the guest, of course. And uh, this is the MTV version. This was the TV show, and Joe uh, was the guest. This is when he was on news radio. Oh, okay. And uh, back around black and white pictures. Yes, <laughs> black and white pictures, <laughs> and trolley cars. <laughs> um, he, uh, I don't remember what the question. Oh, I, I do remember what the question was. Uh, it was a thing of where <laughs> this caller was asking about um, this girl was asking about how uh, you can give a, this is, is this? You can say dirty words, okay. okay. Uh, how you can give a blowjob without gagging was basically the girl's <laughs> question. <laughs> and uh, I was, and so Drew goes, well, Chris, what, what do you think? And I was like, well, you know, probably the best thing that you could do, because she was saying that the guy kept grabbing her head and jamming it down, uh -huh. and it kept going right in the back of the throat and like make her choke. And so I said, the best thing you can do is you can put your hand on the base of his penis, and that way you can control how far you go down. And Joe pipes up, just like goes, that's not going to work, because blah, 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 blah. And he was just trying to get like jokes in or whatever, sure, sure. which I totally understand. Right. But he was being a little hostile. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was being a tiny little bit hostile in like everything that he was like saying on the show. And it was like this thing where you could see Drew was kind of getting uncomfortable. And at, believe it or not, Adam was a little like... Corolla was getting yeah, uncomfortable? Yeah, was getting a little like... Wow. Because he was just kind of like being really aggressive. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know he was trying to be funny and stuff like that. And, and he's like, that's not going to work, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Joe. How many blowjobs have you given? <laughs> He did not take too kindly to that. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. And it was this thing where he just went off and the audience laughed. Sure, he sure. He just went off and, and whatever. And just like for the rest of the show. And it was like this thing of like, this very rarely happened where after a taping of a show, mm -hmm. we all would kind of go back to the green room and me and Drew and Adam would just kind of like look to each other like, that just didn't go well. Blah, right, blah, right. blah. Joe comes bursting in. What'd you guys think? Wasn't that great? Oh, Wasn't awesome. that fun? <laughs> that was so great. And, uh, and we were all like, sure. Okay. <laughs> and then smash cut to, I guess it was like a month later mm -hmm. or whatever. And I'm at the news radio rap party and Joe is there and he comes over and he's like going, gosh, you know, um, I just wanted to say, you know, I, 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 my manager had called me after the show and said, you know, that he didn't, whatever, didn't think it went well. But right. then when we watched the show back, I realized kind of the way I came off, I kind of came off as like a dick. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I was like, wow. I was like, uh, yeah, you kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> and he was very apologetic. And oh, after cool. that, he was like incredibly sweet. But oh. I just thought it was very like hilarious just that he just, people's perception of what they're doing is so different than what everybody else is seeing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. It has a happy ending. It does have a happy ending. I'm still scared of him. <laughs> Chris and I, I was thinking about this the other day. Chris and I, well, we met a long time ago, but then we didn't see each other for a while. And then we did a show at the HBO Workspace. 
Do you remember this show? Which one? The uh, 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 Allie McLean show. Oh, Tales of Bleaknik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I was thinking about it. What a lineup in that show. Yeah. Think about who was in it. All right. Uh, Murray Valeriano. Uh, Of course. Yes. yes. Chris McGaha. Uh, Greg Barrett. Yes. Uh, Maria Bamford. Yes. Uh, Susan Yeagley. Stephanie Courtney. Stephanie Courtney, who listeners would know as uh, Flo, the progressive girl, among other things. Uh, Blaine Capatch was in it for a while. Blaine Capatch. Jason Nash. Jason Nash was in it. Oh, Greg Barrett took over Jason Nash's part, right? Yeah, yeah. Because there was a first incarnation. Yes. And then I came along in the second incarnation. Yes. Anyway, that was a great show. Great comics. That was a great show. Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Anyway, that was fun. That ran. And that for, was sad that they <laughs> never went anywhere. I know it was I, such a good show. It was such a great show. It was yeah, such yeah. a great show. I actually have. Yeah, I was in there. It's amazing how like you get these massive amounts of like brilliant comic people together, mm-hmm. and then they create like something incredibly cool, and it gets just so close. Yeah, like yeah. it's just right there. Like that show was like right there. It would just could have just needed that little thing i was in another show called vegarama oh alan was, murray show yes it was me alan but again with the comics yeah me alan murray um uh bruce smirnoff oh wow uh you had um rick corso you had lou dimaggio you had ken polk oh. you had like all of these people and it was a really 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 funny great show and chris albrecht from hbo came to the show wanted the show yeah and it disappeared. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. I, I did see Vegarama once when it was at Luna Park, actually. Yeah. Coincidentally speaking. Yes. Uh, because I was doing shows with the late, great Ken Polk. Wow. I know. He passed on way too early. Oh, wow. We're going to be talking a lot <laughs> about a lot of dead people on this show. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I know. I, am I Dr. Death or what? I, I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> oh, no. He's dead, too. Oh, that guy. Yeah. He's dead. Uh, you mentioned, so, oh, Lou DiMaggio. Lou DiMaggio. Who, whenever I get passed on on a writing job, it always goes to Lou. Aww. I always lose it to Lou DiMaggio. And we don't know each other personally, oh, really? but I always shoot something on Facebook. Hey, lost another writing job to you, buddy. Thanks a lot. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Do you know Loretta Fox? I know of her. I don't okay, know her personally. She was in the show Vegarom as well. That was when they first met. And of course, now they're married. And oh, okay. Okay, cool. And have a tiny as well. Oh, really? Yes, they do. All right. Well, I have a kid too, Lou. Why don't we not be so fucking productive and let me get a job? Uh, <laughs> he needs to feed his kid too. <laughs> who's sleeping in the next room. So if he wakes up, uh, you might hear some crying among the jackhammering that might start up. Chris got started, and forgive me if I am wrong, but I, I think I know a lot about you from when I used to stalk you. Uh, got started at the Comedy Workshop in Houston. I am very impressed at your internet <laughs> searching. <laughs> My internet searching abilities? Yeah. I am. I'm, well, you know, I like to peruse somebody's websites. <laughs> By the way, update it, Chris. Holy crap. <laughs> You gotta update oh, your I website. <laughs> oh, like yeah, I, I was know. Like, Chris it's will be Chris me. will be seen at the Improv tomorrow night. I'm like she hasn't been seen at the Improv in seven years. <laughs> I didn't do that. Somebody else did that. So I can't, I actually couldn't update it if I wanted to. Right, I would right. just have to like scan like crayon and paper. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. I'm I'm just doing podcasts now. I am <laughs> um, intrigued by the. Uh, uh, workshop because i knew a lot of people who came out of there um uh, well tell us how it was when it was starting out there uh it was exactly what you would think it would be yeah. it was like rock star it was amazing because it 
um, okay, so the comedy workshop's in Houston, and the comedy workshop was divided between, there was two rooms. There was the Comics Annex, which did stand-up, and then there was the comedy, uh, the cabaret which did like sketch shows and mm-hmm. that sort of thing and a lot of people who wanted to be stand-ups sadly got bumped over to the cabaret version which was me <laughs> one of them um but yeah it was pretty it was pretty amazing because at that time the houston outlaw comics were very that was just it and mm-hmm. that was where kennison came out mm-hmm. of uh out of there bill hicks came out of there ron shock you know every single night i was Dead. seeing Dead and dead. <laughs> and dead. That's two. Oh, and dead. Wait, Kinnis- I just named three dead people in a row. I am the top. I am oh, the voice. Geez, that is. They're all three. three. That's right. They're all three dead. dead. Jesus. All right. <laughs> we'll take this moment to get your tissues out. Are you sure you want to be out. sitting here? You're really sure you want to be sitting here because this could this podcast could end very quickly. I know this is one of those podcasts too where. I will, I will drown in a huge swell next week and die, and that it'll be. Wasn't it ironic that he did the death podcast the week before he died? And then it'll be even doubly weird now that I just said that. So. Exactly. And then I'll just be skipping down the road, right. leaving all these dead male comics behind me. <laughs> so, uh, go on. You're talking about the uh, Houston Outlaws of comedy. So, so uh, the Houston Outlaws, they were. It was Bill Hicks, it was Sam Kinison, Ron Schock. Uh, Andy, Carl LeBeau, Carl LeBeau, Andy Huggins, uh, um, Jimmy Pineapple. Oh, Jimmy Pineapple, not yeah. dead. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Should I have said that? Um, um, who else was it? Uh, you had um, this other guy named Epi. Okay. Steve Epstein. Okay. Um, but yeah, they were all like incredibly brilliant, and sure, then sure. you had other people like coming in there, uh, like Franklin Ajay would like show up. Awesome. Week, like you know, just people would just come by to to do uh, and uh, very few women. I mean, very mm-hmm. little tiny amount of women. Uh, Houston's Chocolate Kiss, Thea Vidal. <laughs> oh sure, sure. Yeah, she her. Uh, another brilliant woman named Cheryl Holiday. Mm-hmm. If you may, she is Cheryl. now. Uh, she was a stand-up then, and then she now pr- created Martin. She was one of okay. uh, Martin, and now she does uh, Kung Fu Panda. Oh, all right. And Mike and Molly. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tishon Shannon is another one. Sure, Tishon and Charlie. And Charlie, who's <laughs> dead. <laughs> Charlie died also. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm glad we stopped hanging um, out, Chris. <laughs> Janine Garofalo okay, is the good. other girl who came through. Uh, but there was very, and Brenda Pontiff, if you know her. There's, but there was like very little on the female end of it. Uh-huh. And um, the, okay, here's the thing about that you have to know about Houston at that time, or about the '80s in particular. Like I started there literally right out of high school. Like I was like 17, I was going to say, you have to start young. I was a baby. I okay. Mean, I had nothing to talk about. I was just obsessed with the idea of stand-up. Mm-hmm. Like I got in over there first at like the Sunday Funnies, which is like this little improv group. And uh, Alan Murray, uh, the person actually brought me there was uh, Frank Miles, if you know who he is. Oh, Frank Miles is a juggler. Yes, and yes. was on uh, America's Got Talent. Okay. Did very well. Uh, he was partnered with this guy named Michael Goudeau, who mm. now works uh, opens for Lance Burton okay. and another juggler and uh, works with Penn. Is Penn Lance Tell. Burton a juggler? Michael Goudeau is a juggler. Oh, okay. I thought Lance Burton was a... <laughs> yeah, Lance Burton. That whole magic career didn't work out Oh, for really? Him. So he went to juggling? Yeah, a, he did. It, well, you he know, did. mom always said you're going to need a fallback career. <laughs> yeah, so his was uh, <laughs> juggling and macrame. <laughs> um, so anyway... Uh, 
um, I started in the Sunday Funnies, but I would go over and, and watch like, these guys like every night. It was just like amazing to mm-hmm. watch them do stuff. And like, this is all like, these are all like heavy hitters. These guys were brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And unlike now, like if you're doing stand up here or whatever, you can go do open mics and you can go get seasoned and mm-hmm. you do, and then you try to get up on the big stage with the big guns. That's not how it was back then. Oh, really? Back then, it was literally like they would hammer you. In, if you wanted to do it, you would beg, beg, plead, 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 plead. The guy, you know, who was doing the lineup. Uh-huh. Can I please just show you, you know, let me just show you what I have, you know, kind of thing. And they would put you up for like five minutes in between somebody like Ron Schock and, and Bill Hicks. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Never worked with. <laughs> yeah. Would, yeah. I did it like three times. And, and the other trick to it is making sure that the guy who's the booker is in the room at the time. Oh, right. So he would put you in the lineup and then if he wasn't there, didn't see you, didn't make a difference, it never happened. Sure, yeah, Except yeah. for Ambus the bartender was just like eye rolling back there and people were <laughs> booing you off the stage and then somebody else would come on stage. But that was... That like almost doesn't seem fair to get five minutes between those two heavy hitters. I mean... That was the way it was. That was it. You either sunk or you floated and that was pretty much it. Yeah, but it's so it's so tough... It's so tough to get people in five minutes anyway, let mm-hmm. alone coming off the backs of Kinnison or Hicks or Ron Schock or any of those guys. It's like, it's almost like you need five minutes of breathing room so they can adjust. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that, they didn't do, again, they didn't do like you do now. You have the MC and then oh, it was okay. literally, it was back to back. Oh, that so person would team. bring up. Yeah. Okay. That was the way it was. They didn't have an MC. It was just kind of like, you know, they would bring each other on. Okay. You know, so that was pretty much it. Uh, yeah. And it wasn't. And I think I did it. I think I tried it like three times and then they just, it just didn't happen. So no. I just, they were just, no, <laughs> stay over there. And I was in the cabaret shows over there with like Alan Murray and, yeah, yeah. and some other people, but, uh, which was fun too, but it was, I would, I remember Fred Greenlee. Fred Greenlee? Was he one of the comics down there? Yeah. Okay. How do you know Fred Greenlee? I am not only a comedian, I'm a comedian. but I'm a fan of comedy also. I see. Yeah. yeah. Actually, well, when we get to where, uh, when we get to the Ice House days, I'll tell you about Fred Greenlee. I would love to hear it. Okay. I really, there's nothing there. <laughs> I know Fred Greenlee. Yeah. The end. Okay. Um, but I remember seeing Fred Greenlee on the TV. And then yeah. when I moved out here and started working at the Ice House when we were doing those sketch shows, right. he uh, was in the next room, in the main room, and I was like, oh, that guy's on TV. And I yeah. got really starstruck. And then yeah. I never saw him again. Sorry, go on. Um, I don't even remember what I was... Oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're still remember. back at the comedy Okay, workshop. we're still back at the comedy um, Yeah, I, th- I, I just remember... I was like, I, like, I would do my shows. They, had, they would have two shows in the cabaret, and then you know the annex shows started a little bit later, mm-hmm. being the stand-up. So I would leave those shows and then kind of sneak over. And again, I was like, young and I couldn't I, like I would get beers snuck to me and right, you know right. things like that uh but I have a very fun and I actually had to call up Alan Murray to say were you there that night that this happened and he's going and then he gave me a little sidebar note which I was like I forgot about oh, that good. I love sidebar notes of, um, of memory loss it's a hick it's a hick story um so the annex was really small it mm-hmm. was like it was about like it was a little bit bigger than your bedroom uh and it sat probably podcast like, studio <laughs> the podcast studio. Um, it sat probably about 60. I'm going to say about mm-hmm. 60, not that many. And the way it was, was little matchbox stage, tiny, tiny little matchbox stage with a mic. <laughs> Very easy just to kind of trip off of it. <laughs> and uh, and then the people like literally jammed up against the stage and it was literally like, you're here. Because <laughs> the stage was probably about this tall. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, Chris I, is standing very like, <laughs> uncomfortably close to me right now. <laughs> I would be like that. <laughs> um, and uh, 
papers. Um, so <laughs> it was about this size, and then there's a door for where the green room was, which was even really tiny, and then behind that was the door that just went out to the parking mm -hmm. lot. <clears throat> so late one night, I was sitting there because I remember Hicks was going to be coming on, and I was sitting there watching Jimmy Pineapple on stage. And alive. He's alive. He is alive. And he's like stretching and stretching. And I, I knew that Hicks was like late because you know, I, was on, I was on the end. Uh, and he's stretching and stretching and stretching. And suddenly, and I was sitting at the bar, which is near the green room, which is near the parking lot. And I hear just this car. <laughs> stops. You motherfucker. I can't say it. This girl is just like screeching. You son of a bitch. I can't fucking believe you. You're a cunt. You're this. Oh my and God. And he just like, and then all of a sudden the door opens and then walks Hicks. Mm -hmm. It walks Hicks, just goes to, and Jimmy's like, oh, thank Billy, it's lady and gentlemen. And <laughs> goes, runs, runs, goes up to the stage and he's like, hey, so, so, he starts talking. And all of a sudden that green room door flies open and there she is, this brunette girl screeching at the top of her lungs. You are a motherfucker, Bill Hicks. God damn it. Da -da 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 -da. Well, you're a cunt. Da -da -da -da. And like, this is like, everybody's just like ping-ponging from the green room door back to the stage. The entire audience is just mesmerized at like this screeching back and forth argument that has started. Ambus, the bartender, goes, he's grabbing her, he's like trying to pull her back, pulls her back into, like all the comics, you see like the comics like back there trying to get her back into, yeah, yeah. to close the green room door. And just like, da -da 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 -da. and finally, he's just like trying to get back and just, and just drops it, just like says, Good night, everybody. And just drops the mic oh. and just like ends it. Walks by, walks back into the green room, and you hear more screaming going on. And everybody's just kind of the audience. Okay, lights come <laughs> up, music starts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right. If you'd like to come back next week. <laughs> um, and then so I walk. I go like, oh gosh, I'm gonna see what happened. So I go through the green room and into the parking lot, and there they are, like laying on the car, making out. Bah. The other comics <laughs> are just smoking and drinking and doing shots in the parking lot. It was just like that. Just never happened. Oh, love. It just ah, it was delightful. I am a big, uh, I'm a big fan of Bill Hicks. Well, who's not? I know, right? I, He's uh, like the greatest. I didn't. I got into it after, after he died. So I never got a chance to see him. <sighs> Oh, I never, yeah, I didn't get into the game till after he died, so I never got a chance to see him uh, again with the post post hummus. <laughs> the post hummus. Uh, did you know Bill very well? Well, I did. I, I, you know, I knew him somewhat uh, when I was like when because I, I said I was like seventeen sure. then, and uh, I, I knew him a little bit there. Like right. I didn't like hang out with them that much it, i actually have a, a little sidebar story of like one time because i wanted to be in with that crowd so much even though i was, would imagine yeah yeah <laughs> i mean but i was like really way too young and plus i was like a girl but they were all like very i have to say they were all very gracious in regards to like not taking advantage of the young little girl uh but i do remember one time everybody would always go hang out at this place called Bira peretti's beer and peretti Bira peretti's Bira, Bira Bira peretti's is like okay. this italian uh, uh joint and they had a huge bar yeah and so of course everybody would go there and drink after the shows because they stayed open till like two something right. you know uh and i remember one time i was sitting there and i thought i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put everybody's drink on my tab because my mother had given me a credit card, an Amex credit card, right. just for emergencies. emergencies. 
this was a this was a popularity emergency. Right, right. And I put my card in. Going, okay, I'll buy the drinks. Thinking I'm just gonna buy like one round. And it was like again, Ron Shock yeah. and all of these guys, all of these older comic guys. That bill comes to me, <laughs> and it's like three hundred and something dollars. <laughs> and of course, I don't. I just sign it. You right, know, right. I don't say anything to my mom. And like, you know, of course, like a month later, <gasps> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Tequila shot, tequila shot, tequila shot. Yes. Oof, hardcore drinkers. I know, they were. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I didn't really get a chance to, you know, at that age, no, I didn't hang out. But uh, funny enough, when I moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I California. To, yes, to California. You want people to keep moving to Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the comics would leave and then uh, people would kind of follow like six months later or right. whatever. Everybody kind of eventually did this big migration out to L.A. And you, they would let you come and hang out at their apartment, stay at their apartment. I, I went and like when I visited one time, I stayed with Alan Murray and Frank Miles and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but when I moved there, uh, my very first, uh, I think I had gone to like Igby's or something. Oh yeah, cl- a comedy club here in town that's no longer. He used to play at Igby's a lot. Hicks. And I think, yeah, Hicks. Okay. And I went there and you know ran into them there, and he's like, "Oh, where are you? Where? Are you? Oh my gosh, you're here! Oh my gosh, this is so crazy!" You know. And he took me on my first trip to Santa Monica. Like I never, I had not gone to Santa Monica yet. Oh. And he's like, "Oh, you got to see like Third Street Promenade." Right, right. Do this. And he's like, "Hey, actually, Epi, <laughs> Outlaw Comics, uh, was working Third Street Promenade at this point, <laughs> oh. which is now we're getting kind of sad." Sure, but sure. he he did. He was working on a Third Street Promenade, telling jokes or doing something for money. Um, but yeah, he showed me Third Street Promenade, and he took me to my very first John Woo film. Oh really? Hard boiled. I have no Chow idea. Chow Yun it is. Fat. Okay. Well, it was crazy for me because, like, I was from Texas. I'd right. never seen like these kind of movies where sure, you have sure. to read along the bottom and <laughs> well, like, hey, I have alone. to read. Reading alone in Texas, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he took me to my first uh, Chow Yun Fat movie, and um, he was really great. He at that time he got like, kind of sobered yeah, up yeah. a lot. He doesn't. He wasn't drinking, and uh, and things were going you know fairly well for him. Oh, that's good. At that point. A little side note, uh, a little uh, <clears throat> trivia uh, from Murray Valeriano and Chris Magaha. Many years ago, you took me to my first John Waters film. I did. Cecil B. Demented. And it was such a raging piece of shit. I'm still mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about blowing a Friday afternoon for me, man. I was so pissed. Anyway, it should have been actually, hairspray. I think I saw Serial Mom first, so I take that back. It wasn't my first. Oh, that was bad, too. I didn't like that one either. Oh, I like Serial Mom. Um, now... Didn't you didn't you talk to Bill a little bit about when he got bumped off a of Letterman? I did. Uh, For those was, of you who don't know, uh, Hicks it was, it was supposed to be his last TV. Well, it was supposed to be a TV appearance, and then it was gonna be his last because he died shortly after it. If I'm getting my history right, I think. Well, he I didn't am. mean for it to be. He his last. That's what I'm trying to say. No, I'm not trying to. Try to he was he like, didn't mean, I'm doing Letterman, then I'm out. No. <laughs> he, uh, he did Letterman, and of course, everybody listens to this is a comedy nerd, so they know this. I don't know why I'm telling it anyway. He did Letterman, and then Letterman bumped him because he thought it was too racy. Well, what it was was every time he did, after. he had done Letterman before, and the times that he had done Letterman before, he really wasn't doing his real self. Like yeah. he was, he was doing a TV version of. He was t- being very safe. Sure. And that was kind of the thing was he felt like I'm not really being my true self, and he really wanted to do. No, I want to be me, and I mm-hmm. want to say the things that I really want to say, and all of that. And so this was his first time of really committing to that. 
and he was very excited to do it and and uh yeah so he does it and he goes back and then he finds out that it's not going to air and that just kind of like was very shocking yeah and for me and of course i had no idea you know when this happened it was like a nothing i mean it was right. nothing because it's like oh really hey but of course then it became such an event uh but yeah i just remember i was at i was at home and i'm sure i was probably like his 60th phone call sure. of the evening <laughs> i don't i'm certainly not I'm sure i wasn't the first i right. think he was probably just going through his book and going hey man you're not gonna believe what happened this just happened to me but i just remember that uh he would a lot of times he would call and he'd be like messing around on a guitar mm -hmm. like you could hear him ding 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 ding, ding playing the guitar while he's talking to you plinking I think plinking. they call it in the business yes. and uh, I just remember that I remember him plinking along on the guitar and he's like hey you know I, this is I, so weird and he's like just sat there and told me like oh, I just did Letterman and and yeah they scrapped it and he was just like very bummed about it oh yeah I would imagine did you see when they finally aired it a few years ago I did. I did. It was his mom because of his yeah, mom. Yeah, his, his mom was great. Yeah. <laughs> she, she well, his whole family's great. Yeah. His whole family. They, they are keeping uh, his memory alive. Sure. A lot. A lot, which is great. Definitely. So when did you move out to California? Um, about 90, I think it was 92, 93. No, oh, just before we met then. Right before you met. Because we, Chris and I actually met at the Ice House. I believe we were all doing sketch shows in the annex. I was doing, yeah, I think at that time I was doing Alan Murray, Frank Miles. Yeah, yeah. I was doing their show that they had. Yeah, and um, uh, Andre Chimane. Andre Chimane and his lovely wife. Beaumont, Beaumont Bacon. Bacon. Is she around? She's a Texas comic. She, yeah, she was out of the annex too. Beaumont was one of the other yeah, okay. female comics that was there. And uh, Ken Polk, who sadly died of pancreatic cancer, which is what Bill Hicks died of. Yes. Uh, when it was and and uh, if I'm correct... Another, um, Jim Patterson. Oh, really? Oh, no, I did not know that. Yeah. I was going to say, because Janine Garofalo did something really nice for Ken, and I forgot what it was, and, like, she let him stay, or she paid for his hospice or something. She, I think she did. Well, yeah, she, he, he lived with Andre and Beaumont. Here? Here. And, yeah, and I went to visit him. When, when it happened here, uh, he did not go back to, like home in Texas. I'm not sure exactly what his family situation was, but he ended up staying with Beaumont and uh, Andre and they took care of him mm -hmm. for like the longest time. Yeah, yeah. And he was like very, even when he was like very sickly, but yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if Janine, Janine actually was the person who, when I first moved here, she's the first person who like showed me around. She oh, took okay. Me, took me to Laugh Factory. Awesome. She took me to Coconut Teaser. Nice. And she, you know, kind of helped me get a little seen and that's how kind of I ended up like knowing a lot of people like Laura Milligan and, mm. and all of those guys from the awesome. alternative scene. So I'll always uh, respect Janine for that for she helped out with a lot of Ken Polk's medical bills. He was a very very funny uh, comedian who just again was sadly taken. Um, so there was <laughs> I'm so glad I'm here to but do I the know, death really. podcast. Who else can we talk about that died? <laughs> um, I have two more in my pocket when you're in. <laughs> oh, okay. So, well, the, the reason I wanted Chris to come on is because she's very, very funny, uh, first of all. And I love her to death. And Aww. I haven't seen her in a very long time. Um, but uh, she was involved with uh, the very funny and very, very talented uh, Richard Jenny for a very long time. Am I right in saying that? You, <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to segue into it. That's like my worst. All right, so she was fucking Richard Jenny. <laughs> but then again, who wasn't? Uh, Good night. <laughs> um, we, me, and Richard were together for four years. Okay. Four years, and we lived together for about a six. Year. It was awkward. Know, it was awkward. <laughs> 
until he moved me out to the Oakwood, <laughs> which is actually true. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's funny. The Oakwood, I'm oh, sorry. For those of you who don't know, the Oakwood apartments are the, uh, the like, where actors stay during pilot season who fly in from New York and like the, yeah, the, and then the, the divorce segue apartments here in town. <laughs> the I don't mean to laugh. The I don't, I've had, I don't, I'm not laughing. This is the bed. Okay. <laughs> so I think smoothless, seamless segue into this oh, part of We just keep talking about dead people. We knew we were eventually going to get around to. So uh, I love Richard Jenny. I always thought he was great. I remember watching him uh, on The Tonight Show. I think he has more appearances on The Tonight Show than anybody. He does. And uh, he was great. He had a special platypus man. Platypus Man, Crazy from the Heat, mm-hmm. Boy from New York City, yeah. all of them like huge, huge. And I think he has one, he had one more um, that didn't, I think they might have put that up post. Oh, okay. How do you say that word? Posthumous? Post, we'll call it posthumous. Posthumous? Posthumous. After he died. <laughs> After he died. <laughs> post-humus. I always get that in eponymous uh, confused and hippopotamus. I get all three of those. They put that yes, up hippopotamus after. was the word. I was like, yeah. after the hippopotamus is when I think they released that one. <laughs> so it was very guys, strange, him and hippopotamus for no apparent reason. He was at the zoo. Do you guys travel? You guys, you said you did some shows together too, okay. which must have been awesome. It, it was terrible. <laughs> Okay, so here's the backstory to it. Yeah, so when I first moved to LA, Jeannie was great, and um, I wasn't here very long mm-hmm. before I ended up getting with Richard. And it was just this random series of events that ended up, and actually it was the same time as I met Sandy Chanley, who you okay. know as well. Good friend of ours, um, I love Very her. great. <clears throat> um, I, uh, and we just connected, we, we was at this party at Michael Green's house, and um, we just connected, and, and I knew... Of course, you know, what a great comic he was and how yeah. hilarious he was. And and I think he appreciated the fact that I knew, like, you know, I, I had some knowledge about comedy. I wasn't just like this ditzy little girl because at the time I wasn't that, still, I wasn't that old. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's like in my early 20s. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I had started coming to L.A. I still was like kind of trying to get my sea legs about. I had just started writing and mm-hmm. there was this other, <clears throat> I'm going to not go into this, I'm another crazy girl. He wanted to do a duo act with me. And she was very attractive, brunette mm-hmm. girl. And so we had kind of started writing together to do a duo comedy act. Uh, but I was doing a lot of the writing and she was just wanting to like say that we were an act. Oh, okay. <laughs> she didn't really want to do any of the work. She sure, actually sure. didn't want to perform any of the work. She just wanted to tell everybody we were an act. Like get cards made up and <laughs> get sexy cards of two <laughs> girls together. And she was literally like, she, I think she literally thought we never had to perform. Right, that right. Somebody would just give us a TV series. Sure, sure. I am not joking when I say that I actually have uh, articles on me and her that she had gotten into magazines <laughs> with our picture <laughs> saying that we had a movie deal. Oh, wow. Um, that we were writing a movie and that so many people were interested in it. Sure, sure. And that nine bands were vying to do the soundtrack. Nine, really? Yes, That's and this isn't like Music Express. Like <laughs> yeah. This was like in an actual magazine. And when she showed it to me, I nearly had a heart attack. There's my name, there's my face. Right. And it's talking about, I mean, nothing in the article is true except that we are two girls. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nothing. Anyway, so uh, I... Um, had just started writing and uh, so we're at the party and we meet and we were like hanging out and stuff like that and we just became really good friends and uh, and we started dating and I was like, you know, I'd really like to go, 
I mean, I'm enjoying watching you perform all the time, but I would really like to go (laughs) and start going to some open mics Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And Richard is Italian and he's very controlling in that sense. And he did not want me to go do it mm-hmm. for long. Like he was very much like, you know, Doogie, I'm not going to go hang out in an open mic to watch you do open mic. Right, you know? right. He didn't want to go and watch me. He didn't want me going by myself. You know, mm-hmm. they all just want to fuck you. No, yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. But uh, I, and so I, I was like, okay. And he's like, no, you just, okay, here's what we're going to do. You're just going to go up and do like five minutes during my shows. Like we'll go on the road. <laughs> 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 okay so let's reiterate that about right. somebody who has never done standing sure, here I sure. am right i'm always the person who is in the right place at the wrong time <laughs> that is me like if i would have been seasoned and been at the comedy workshop i mean the comics annex yeah, yeah. and i got that five minutes and could have it could have done something for me but it didn't right, because sure. i was had nothing right that's all comics dream of, of like going and opening up for Richard Jenny yeah, yeah. for 3,000 people, go up and do, a, you know, five minutes on stage or whatever it right. is. And there I am, like, like this, it, it, that is not what you want. Oh, it yeah, is not. no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. People think that that's what they want. <laughs> that is not what you want at all. And you must have been a little nervous. Of course, I was <laughs> horrified. I was horrified. Huh. And uh, I have got chutzpah. Like, right. I've got a set of balls sure. on me that I will get up there on the stage, but I didn't have anything to back up. <laughs> if I could have gotten an award from just walking on and standing in front of the mic, that would have been great. But, um, and it was just really funny because uh, another person I wanted to talk about because there was a memorial for, for him last night mm-hmm. is uh, Hal Chicky Spear. Who just, when did he die? He just died. Heart attack. Yeah. yeah. But like, when? Literally, okay. Here's the weird thing. Okay. Richard died May twelfth. Mm-hmm. Was it May twelfth, March twelfth? Yeah, no, March twelfth, mm-hmm. two thousand seven. Chicky died March tenth, twenty thirteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is weird. I didn't realize he had died that long ago. Mar- God, we had a March. Um, yeah. <laughs> for you at least. Um, yeah, yeah. It was very like, and everybody was trying to get together to do a memorial, and we finally had one last night. But um, uh, but Chicky wrote for Richard, amongst Chicky other people, right? And Dave Boone, okay. a, a young Tom Hertz, we like to call him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he had a, a few guys that literally were like his. Like they didn't like. I wouldn't say that they. I mean, I would say that they wrote, but they're the guy that they, he always bounced off. Like, sure, like sure. they would come to the house at like five o'clock in the afternoon. Or or whatever, and then be there till like three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I just remember <laughs> like Chicky, like sitting on the couch. You know, just going, Chicky, we got to we got to wrap this up. I can't do another joke. You're killing me. <laughs> and would just sit there, and they would just sit there and come out like because Richard could, um, like it was just one word. You know, it was just that thing of like he just had to craft it just right. so. But I have to say, like. Never, if very rarely, did he go up with notes. Like, I don't think he, I don't remember ever really going up with notes. Uh-huh. He would go up and he would have his act or whatever. I'd see him do like three hours. Yeah. And like, I, I literally saw him one night do, I, I thought Chicky was going to kill him because he had the car. And like, Chicky <laughs> was like, he's got to get off stage. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's just, I can't take it anymore. There's nobody I want to fuck. I don't want none of these girls. I don't want to, <laughs> the waitress isn't even that cute. Um, <laughs> But anyways, I don't remember what I was talking about. Oh, uh, you're talking about doing five minutes. Okay, yeah, and it was a people. disaster. Have you never done stand-up before? 
I never did. Yeah, it was like, not, yeah. Everybody, I'm I'm the backwards person. Like right. everybody goes out and they do open mics and they did, they would learn their craft and they would get that five minutes to where they could go on and do it. And I didn't. And uh, and you'll remember this joke because I'm sure you saw me do it a thousand times. <laughs> uh, my, I remember it was in Florida. I think it was in, I was in like Florida and literally we show up and Richard goes up to the guy and goes, okay, so here's going to be the lineup. And he had an MC, uh-huh. of course. And the guy's going, uh, he's going, yeah, so it's going to be, the MC's going to go up and do 15, Chicky, you're going to go do 20, and then Richard, you're just going to close out the show. And Richard's like, well, no, she's going to go up and do five. And Chicky immediately like, Chicky, no, she's not going to take my time. Like, oh, really? Chicky didn't oh, even Chickie know. Oh, Chicky was, no. And he's like, she's not taking any of my time. Mm. And R- Richard's like, no, she's just, Doogie's just going to go up, she's just going to go up and do like a couple of minutes after the MC. So I want the MC to bring her up. And the club owner didn't argue for yeah. some weird reason. Just like, Jenny, man. So I go up on, so I was like, yeah, I was like shell-shocked. And uh, so I go, and I had like the jokes in my head. And I was like, you know how like you just memorize them. It's just memorized. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this. Uh, Not thinking that I might actually get a laugh. Right. And so he brings me up. I go up on stage, and and, uh, and I'm like, I know what y'all are thinking. You know, you're going... Uh, gee, I didn't know Pamela Anderson did stand up. Right, right. And or whatever, that, you know, the whole Baywatch. Yeah, well, you know, I auditioned for Baywatch month, once. I missed it by that much. Big laugh. By the way, I'm doing a big tit joke, which I don't have big tits. And uh, <laughs> I didn't notice because I'm, I'm a professional. <laughs> um, huge laugh. And I'm like, oh, you know, that thing where you just go, I got a laugh. Right, right. Oh my God, they're laughing. I just went blank. <laughs> oh, yeah. I went blank in like, I don't even remember. There was like 500 people mm-hmm. sitting there staring at me. And I'm just kind of smiling. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> One and done, Magaha. <laughs> that's what Chicky said. Oh, Chicky, that's what Chicky did. Chicky gets up on stage and he like walks up. And walks up and goes, let's give it up for one joke, Magaha. <laughs> one <awesome>. joke, Doogie. <laughs> so the next night, um, and I just remember coming off and Richard just rolling his eyes. He was just had his eyes. I'm just going to all go. Right, right. Uh, so the next night I go up and I get my first joke out mm-hmm. and I get, you know, my first laugh or whatever. And I look down and right in the front row is this guy with a couple of girls. And the girls are just not digging it right. i mean the girls are just looking at me like who does she think she is mm-hmm. you know girls get that it's like right out of the gate they're not gonna laugh at you especially mm-hmm. in long island i mean we talk about like sue was saying that boston she thought was like super sexist and oh stuff. yeah yeah long island for me those people hate me <laughs> oh really <laughs> hate me it's fucking long island man who gives a okay. shit about long island hate me yeah yeah uh, I have a bunch of friends from Long Island. <laughs> oh, the, the guys are great. The guys are great, but the women audience members just despised me to no end. Um, but anyway, so they were just the guy was like, and the girls were going, "She's not that. Do you think she's pretty?" I mean, like it's like this whole thing of like going on right in front of me, and you can hear them. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. They're like literally right on the stage, and um, the guys going, "Hey, you're not that funny," or maybe the girl said it. I don't know. One of them like said something, and and I'm like, "Oh well, sorry," you know, because you don't know what to say right, at that right, point. Right. And the guy like literally like kind of starts trying to heckle me, you know, and he's like sitting there saying all this stuff and I'm trying to say something back, mm-hmm. but I'm just not that smart. Honestly, <laughs> wasn't that smart. <laughs> and I got kind of flustered and uh, I just like kind of closed out and, and walked off. 
and Chicky goes up there and he kind of addressed it a little yeah. bit, not much, but then he just kind of went into his act. And I come off and Richard is in the back of the room and he's like, what did that guy say to you? What did he say? What did he say? I heard it, but I couldn't tell what he said. Then what did he say? Then what did he say? Mm. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, it's like, I'm like, it's okay. It's all right. And he's like, it's not okay. It is so not okay. Right. You know, and uh, he goes up there and he basically, when Richard goes up there, huge applause, people ah, goes up there and... Uh, you when know I, me, I don't work well with I don't When work, I make the continue scene as I well a sign with my hand that needs continue the story while I go over here and grab a thing of water. Well, so they're, all, they're screaming and they're like Seamless. cheering, they're cheering Sorry. and all this other stuff. And I kid you not, for the first 20 minutes, all Richard did was pummel the guy. Really? Destroyed him. Good for him. Destroyed him. And he was just like, you know, what do you, oh, you're trying to impress your girlfriends here? You're the so-and-so and so-and-so? You know, what, like, you don't think that they wouldn't go home with me? Because they would, you know, blah, and like just did, like, destroyed the guy. So after that night, um, after the show, Richard just told me, he's like, I can't do it. <laughs> He's like, you're going to give me a heart attack. Right, right. You're going to give me a heart attack. He's like, I can't sit here and just worry about what somebody's going to do to you or say to you. Or And I'm like, I don't care. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine. And he goes, yeah, but I'm not fine. You know, I need to know that you're all right. And, and I can't just be, I need to be worried about my set. Because I think at that time he was working on another, he was probably working on Platypus Man or something. Okay. And so that was the end of that <laughs> career. And I never did. Um, well, it wasn't the end of your stand-up career. No. No, 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 not at all. That moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but not. I did not do stand-up again until after we broke up in uh, 97. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't. I oh, did okay. sketch shows. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You saw like, I did Vegarama. I did... Um, <laughs> that is... I do have a road story about Vegarama. Uh, we, uh, but we did... Uh, I did Vegarama. I did sketch shows and uh-huh. uh, you know, a lot of stuff like that. Um, but no, I never got... I never got to do stand-up again because it just... He really just put the kibosh Right. So before we move on to the Vegarama uh, road story, let's go back to your story you just told. There's two things. So first question is, do you think he attacked, do you think he would have attacked them if they did the same thing to Chicky? Oh, God, no. Yeah, it was more of a... No, it's an Italian protect your girl. Sure, no, I mean, You know, kind Valeriano. of Valeriano. And they, that's true. <laughs> they didn't know that I was his girlfriend. Right, right. They, had they no, shouldn't. I mean, there's no. no need to. But just the fact of like, you know, getting up there and like to, to him it was like getting up there and picking on a little girl right you know, sure to try to impress these other two girls what the fuck how does that make you look like you have big balls you yeah, know? yeah it makes you look like an asshole is what it makes you look like yeah. you know and to your credit if you if this was 2000 chris not 1991 chris you could have fucking shut him down because you <laughs> thank didn't have you any, for saying so you didn't have any experience at i that did point, not have any so. experience to me, one of the most fascinating things about Richard, and I think every comic has got this to an extent, uh-huh. but to him, uh, with him, it just seemed more so uh, a huge thing. Uh, see, I never, like we were talking about like, oh, have you ever seen him be heckled or have you ever seen any right. of that stuff? And I never saw him be heckled. I mean, a couple drunk people might say one thing or something, sure, sure. but he get sh- they would shoot him, he get, you know, shoot him down so fast. Right, right. Um, I never. I was not around him when he was first starting out. Uh, I was at the height when he had oh, all yeah. the specials and sure. he had all the TV appearances and when he was working on Platypus Man, the TV series. Right. And um, so I never saw any of the heckling stuff. But what I I did realize over the four years uh, is that as people just loved him. I mean, 
you would think, oh, well, you go on stage and people are screaming and screeching. Mm-hmm. You would think, okay, you know, you're loved. But he still was never very happy at that point in his career. Like really? a lot of comics, I think, get that. But to me, it was like even more so with him was he was never really felt like he ever hit that thing of like, okay, I'm going to be happy because I, I finally did it. I finally did that, got that TV show. I finally did that fourth HBO special. You mean we're never going to be happy? Never going to be happy. Um, <clears throat> and people just loved him. Right. I saw, uh, I remember one time when he was performing in Irvine and he had like sold it out. Like he had, yeah. it had been sold out forever. And we had gone to the show and uh, checked in with everybody and had some time to go. He's like, oh, let's go eat. And so we went around the corner to this restaurant. We're sitting down at the restaurant. We just sit down. We're having a little bit of a, a bite. And I can't remember who the club owner was at the time. Walks is like looking around and, and walks in and is going, ah, yeah. So I think it's probably going to be another... We had to delay the show about a half an hour, and Rich was like, "What? What? 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 what why? Why are we gonna have to do? Uh, what? You know, what's gonna happen?" And he goes, "Well, somebody was trying to sneak into the show, and I don't know if they were going through the air conditioning vent or oh. if they were going along the roof or whatever. They were trying to right. sneak in and like sneak into the show. They fell through the roof." <laughs> Wait, at Irvine Improv? Yeah, wow. at the Irvine. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like it's either the Irvine or Brea Improv. Sure, sure. It was one of those, and uh, fell through, <laughs> oh, and, like <laughs> came crashing down into the thing. And it wasn't like luckily they were like it wasn't like in the showroom or right. something. It was kind of like off to the side, like yeah. wherever the kitchen was or wherever it was. And so they literally had to go, and they got like they took the guy out, and they like uh, you know had to clean it up and all this other stuff. But oh, I mean, that's, that's how much people loved him. <laughs> they would literally <laughs> break into the building to yeah. see him and he never really understood like that he had that kind of effect on people mm-hmm. you know i i just always thought that that was like incredibly fascinating that you know i have another time when we had traveled to dc and uh we were out there going to see washington me. yes okay i want to make sure uh district columbia yes yes <laughs> <laughs> We had traveled, we had gone to DC and um, I had taken, we were going to go see my family. My parents uh, were out there. And so I had just, you know, he had boxes and boxes of like VHS tapes of his specials. Right. And I had grabbed like one of each of them, uh, like three of them and put them in my, my bag and uh, my luggage. And we were going to go out and I thought, oh, you know, I'll just give these to my dad. I mm-hmm. mean, we're, we're going to, they're going to see the shows, but it might be have fun to have like copies of the, the specials. We get out there, we do all that stuff. And I never remember to give it to them. Okay. And so I'm like, Ugh, okay. So I'm. We're coming back. I think Richard was flying out of there to go one way. I was flying back to Los Angeles because I had something going on. And I remember I was packing up the tapes, and I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna put these in my carry-on. I'm just gonna put these on my carry-on. I'm not gonna put it in the luggage. Get on the plane, sitting on the plane, and you know how like you're just like, okay, I don't want anybody to sit. The plane was like really crowded. Yeah, I had yeah, my yeah. book. I had my face in my book, and I'm going, please God, please don't let anybody sit next to me. Please don't <laughs> let. Oh good, the doors are closing. Oh good, okay good. I'm gonna have the three seats to myself. And uh, I look up, and this woman's like, wait, you know, this woman comes running in. I'm like, oh darn it. <laughs> and she's coming down. She's very flustered. <laughs> okay, oh, a seat. Oh boom, right next to me. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> And I stick my nose back in my book, and she just starts talking, just starts talking. Right. And I'm like, oh, yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. What are you reading? Oh, I don't know, like Many Lives or Many Masters or some spiritual <laughs> ridiculous thing I was reading. And I'm like, oh, it's blah, 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 blah. And so we start talking because I have no choice. I'm held hostage. And she's like, oh, where were you? Where were you? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, I was in D.C. My boyfriend was performing. Oh, what's he do? Blah, blah, blah. 
And she's like, oh, uh, and I'm like, oh, it's um, Richard Jenny. And she just goes like sheet white. And I'm like, oh shit, he fucked her. <laughs> oh great, this is gonna be a very long flight. Many lives, many girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> very long flight. And she's like, that's like my husband's favorite comic. Mm. And I'm like, oh, really? And she's like, yes, that is my husband's like all-time favorite comic. No, 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 ma'am, you don't understand. And I'm like, okay, no, I believe you. And she's like, no, 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 he he, he has cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Like he has come down with like cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's like, can't, at this point, at that time, she's like, he's like on a ventilator. He's right. like, you know, all this other stuff. And she's like, he doesn't, he can't get out. And uh, she goes, I think it was like about a year ago, Richard was performing in our town and my husband really wanted to go see him. And so they literally had to hire a nurse, an mm-hmm. ambulance, a whole thing for the night to be able to take him off of all the machines, get him into a thing, take him to the show, wheel him into the show, put him in the show with the nurse and everything like that so he could watch the show. And she says that, I think that was the last time I ever saw my husband laugh. Oh. And I was like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. And I just literally just like chills came over me. And I'm like, uh, and I reach down, I pull my bag out, mm-hmm. I grab the three tapes, and I hand them to her. And I'm like, these are yours. Right. And she's like, oh, what do you mean? She's like, I can have these. And I'm like, they were never mine. Yeah, They're yeah. not mine. They were meant to be for you. I'm just the person bringing them to you. And she starts sobbing, right. and then I'm sobbing, <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh, you don't understand what this is going to mean to my husband. He can't even get out of the house now." And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, "I'm so happy," but, but that's what I mean, like yeah. how he affected people, complete strangers, wives of complete strangers, right. and yep. never got it. And I remember telling Richard that story. I remember getting home and going, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe what happened to me on the plane. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, oh wow, that's cool. No, no, no. That's not just cool. (laughs) That's like seriously like amazing that people want, everyday people are wanting to be able to affect somebody in such a positive manner. And you literally do this every single day. And he never understood, he never got that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. You know what I like about that story? What do you like about that story? Nobody died. Oh. Wait, what? No. No. Oh, I I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I hate to say it by now. He's probably dead. But I don't know. (laughs) But I don't know. But anyways. Uh, Well, we were talking about how like stand-ups, a lot of times they will try to like band together and show, hey, Mm -hmm. we're not just stand-ups. We can also act. Look at this. You know? And it's like you get more bang for your buck. You mm-hmm. get more comics. And, and uh, so I was doing this show called Vegarama, which did very well, like I was saying. And we came super, super close to actually getting a deal with HBO. Very, very close. Um, but we ended up taking it on the road. Mm-hmm. And we went to... <laughs> and, you know, you got the bus. You've got a van. I think they rented... I think Rick Corso like rented some sort of uh, bus or something like that. And we all drove up to Sacramento. Right. And we had we skimmed down our, our group because it was a pretty big cast. Mm-hmm. And we decided we were just going to cast people locally to play parts in the show. Mm-hmm. And so like the girlfriend, there's this one thing who's like the ex-wife of Rick Corso. And basically what the show was, was it was a ve- it was a, a Vegas act. This guy who sound Rick Corso, who can sing exactly like Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. 
And the idea of the show was that it was a Vegas show that was getting, um, it was like when the old school Vegas, like, you know, where just you had the dancing, a couple of girls dancing, and then you had the guy that sounded like Sinatra, mm-hmm. and then you had the bad magic act, and then you had the Liza Minnelli impersonator or whatever, um, which was done very well by Antoinette Spoller, of course. Um, oh, Antoinette Spoller. I forgot her. I love her. She's awesome. I yeah. Have you ever seen her do Liza? Oh, yeah. Her Liza was awesome. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, and, and the idea is that the boss comes in, which was Ken Polk, uh, comes in and says, uh, we're closing down the show. I'm going to bring in like lion tamers or whatever it mm-hmm. was going to be. It was going to make it a bigger show. And so that was the, the, the idea of Vegarama. It was like kind of their last night performing and stuff. And uh, so anyway, so we, we're all in a van and we all drive up to Vegas. We're going to, I mean, Sacramento, excuse me, to do a show and we're casting locals. And the guy who owned, that might be Dave Boone. Um, that we had the guy who ran the club, uh, had the guy who ran the club wanted to be, and then he played the, the Ken Polk role, mm-hmm. um, as the guy who's like the, the club owner. And there's one part in the show where, um, for whatever reason, the club owner grabs me and carries me out of the room over his shoulder. He's mm-hmm. like, this show's going to end. And he grabs me as the Vegas girl and like throws me over the shoulder and walks out of the room with me kicking and screaming. And uh, we had, you know, when you hire people locally, not all of them are like real actors. You might know that there might be some danger involved in whatever's going on. And so we had rehearsed it over and over and over again. And this is on like night two of the Mm -hmm. show where he picks me up, throws me over the shoulder, walks through the audience, walks out the door into the lobby. Well, this particular night, for whatever reason, he decided to pick me up and I'm screaming over his shoulder, sure. my head up tall, ah, like that. Walks through the audience and decides to walk into this closet, <laughs> <laughs> which is where it has all the electrical like sound equipment right, in right. or whatever, which has a cement door frame, which I'm up like this. Ooh. I crack my head oh. against the cement door frame and I literally like pass out for a minute. Oh, I, I hit it so hard that I like blanked out and he like dumps me in a chair <laughs> that's in the closet for right. whatever reason that the sound girl would normally sit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, her eyes are acting weird. I just remember like kind of coming to and my eyes were literally doing the back and forth. Oh, kind the of flickering thing? thing? Yeah, and, yeah. Fluttering, I guess. And uh, he's just staring at me. <laughs> Murray, who's in the show, like, was like saying, Alan all you Murray. heard, Alan Murray, was, all you heard was, ah, crack. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> and um they i i sat there and i actually finished the show (laughs) because i'm a trooper (laughs) i only had like one little thing to do right and then they took me in the emergency room because my eyes were still still like acting all buggy and i was getting like i was really woozy they take me in the emergency room they i had a concussion wow (laughs) a concussion our first concussion road story i think ever in four or five years well thank you chris and this is this is the better about it so it was very oh todd glass was in the show oh i didn't know todd. Well. okay uh i was remembering because todd glass was there too um so they put me into the uh I, I remember going back to the hotel and i'm in bed and todd i think it was todd had called richard and said there's been an accident with chris and uh the guy 
I mean, he lost it. Richard lost it? Richard lost sure. it. Because he knew blood. the club owner guy. And yeah, he's yeah. like, that motherfucker, da, 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 put her on a plane now. <laughs> like, put her on a plane <laughs> now. Which is always the best thing to do with somebody who has brain damage. <laughs> who has water, could have water on the brain. Let's put her on a plane so it wouldn't explode, expands. <laughs> so they did. They put me on. I remember by the time I got off the plane, I was literally like woozy again. Oh yeah, I bet. And uh, so Richard uh, like contacts the guy, the club owner guy, and he's like, "You're gonna pay for every one of these uh, hospital bills that she's occurring right now." Right, because right. da 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 da. Because he took me to the hospital there too, and let me hear. And uh, the guy was like, no, I'm not paying. I'm not paying. It's not my fault kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And Richard's like, I am going to sue you if you do not pay. And so needless to guy, that guy is now then calling Rick Corso and Alan Murray and everybody else saying, get Richard Jenny off my back over this broad. <laughs> you know, da 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 And they're like going, and they're like, I don't know what to do. And I just remember that everybody hated me after that. Aww. That's all I remember. That was like, I think that was the last Vegarama show. Oh, you killed Vegarama. I did kill Vegarama. Another Ve- death I think I on might've. the podcast. <laughs> Vegarama, rest in peace. Oh, another death. <laughs> another death. One of the things that always makes me laugh is like as comics, especially when you travel with like the same people mm-hmm. all the time, you just get, you know, obviously you get bored and you just start looking for things to do or trying something. Let's go to the zoo. Sure, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like Richard, I never got to do all the fun stuff like go to the titty bars or anything because Richard right. wasn't, <laughs> can let me go. To the, I got to do all that much later. <laughs> Very big in Long Island, the Russian titty bars, oh, sure. I must say. Sure, and you probably could have got on stage, but you missed it by, by that, that much. much. Sorry, go on. Uh, did you, I mean... Like what is like some of the stuff that you like would do like just like crazy on the road? Yeah, no, what? I mean just like because you're bored out of your mind, like you're bored out of the mind, like things that you would never normally do. For Richard, it was water, like driving a boat. Driving a boat. <laughs> I don't know where we were. We were somewhere where there was water. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know we're just ah, it was me, him, and Chicky again because that was like uh, like I was saying earlier, it was like I we were a threesome sure. all the time, like all over Vancouver, like we went everywhere together mm. as a threesome, and uh, <laughs> just bored of looking at each other's faces right, all the right. time. So we we're always trying to come up with something else, and we were I think we were like somewhere in Florida, wherever, and we decided uh, let's run a boat, Chicky, let's do it because it was always on Richard's dime anyway. Sure, sure. So Chicky, like, like Hal Spears, like always, like let's come, let's do this, let's do that. You're gonna pay, right? <laughs> um, it's on your tab. So uh, Richard had never really driven a boat before, uh-huh. <laughs> but I had said like, you know, he's like, yeah, let's let's do it. This is yeah, come on, we'll we'll, we'll 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 take a boat out and we'll do this. And he just loved the idea of it, but he didn't really have the skill. Sure. And of course, he told the guy who we were renting the boat from. Of course I could drive a boat. <laughs> of course. How hard can it be? Famous last words. How hard can it be? And I'm like going, oh, well, you know, I can water ski. Yeah, Doogie, you water ski. I'm going to drive the boat. <laughs> right? So I get the skis and I've got my little life jacket. We're out on, uh, uh, somehow we kind of like go very slowly. And like Chicky, like the whole time was going, you're not supposed to be going that fast right here. Because he like was going too fast. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're supposed to go what, 30 or whatever, like 20 through certain areas or whatever. And then when you get to that marker, then you can speed up and okay, get yeah, away. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure, sure. And Richard just pulls it up and just <laughs> going. <laughs> and the guy's like, no, 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 no. You have to go. Oh, all right. You know, like kind of figuring it out. And we get out there. I fall off the back of the boat to, to, to get to one of my water skis. 
and I like get the water skis and I've got my little tether thing and I'm like, okay, naive as hell. Sure. Going, okay. So he starts going and he doesn't go fast enough. <laughs> I just got to fall over. And I'm like, you got to go faster than that. You got to go the faster than that. So what do you think? Ring. <laughs> I flip over my face. <laughs> okay, let's try this again. Not that fast. So I just kind of keep trying to paddle, dog paddle to the mm-hmm. tether. Starts going. I get up. We're going. And he's like going, oh, this is cool. I could totally do this. And he starts going. And I start jumping the wakes and all this other stuff. And um, he, I hit a bad wake and I end up falling. And mm-hmm. so he's trying to come back to me. And <laughs> the boat is coming right at me. And he kind of, and I'm like going, he's going, swim out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> swim out of the way, Duke. I'm going to run you over. Swim out of the way. <laughs> and of course, I'm in skis right, right. and a, le- a jacket. And I cannot move fast enough. And I'm going, I can't. And, do- and Chicky's like going, she can't move, Duke. <laughs> I mean, Duke, she can't move. So he finally comes to move. And literally, like the propellers. Oh, like- oh man. Yeah, I didn't die that day, but um, I just remember just that whole like swim out of the way. <laughs> now you have scars on your back like the manatees around the coast of Florida. <laughs> well, Chris, I want to thank you for driving across town to come uh, take a walk down dead memory lane with me. Oh, well, it was a play. <laughs> Is there anybody? I'm actually kind of afraid to like mention anybody else's I name know. I'm just point. thinking like, wow, I'm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's always a shame when uh, when people leave us too early. So, uh, and I especially thank you for coming on and talking to Richard because I know you're more than just you're more than just friends with him for a while. Uh, yeah, for a couple of years, <laughs> a few years there. Right, yes. right. And it was like you know it is like kind of sad because like we did have this memorial last night for Chicky, um, and uh, it was just nice because it was like you know Don Myrera was there sure. and like all these people, yeah, yeah. Fred Stoller and stuff. And we all met at Cantor's, you know, and it was like an ongoing thing of trying to get everybody in one place at yeah, one yeah. time and where to go and who to see, Dan Rose and whatever, who to, who to see, like who was going to come up. And do you want to know how many, how often Chicky was mentioned <laughs> the entire time? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding, but I'm kind of not. Right, you know, sure, normally sure. you get together and you're like, all right, let's, let's all share stories about who's got that, who's got yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And I swear to you, it was not until the end when people were leaving, we should probably do a toast to Chicky. Anybody? <laughs> Maybe we should. But he probably would have laughed the hardest right. at that. I tell you, if you have to go to a memorial, go to a comics memorial. I, I've, sadly, I've been to a lot and uh, and they're just, they're they're more fun than they are sad you know what i'm saying i don't know if you had that experience you and i went to ken polk's together do you remember that at the the presbyterian church and we walked in and at the time this was like late 90s yeah so i had like baggy pants on and like a wallet chain and (laughs) some sort you know which i thought i was dressing up and i remember we walked through the church and it's all very quiet and alan murray who you keep referencing walks up to me and goes hey murray uh the busta rhymes memorial is down the street you're in the so it's just like stuff like that. It's it's always it's it's you know if I guess if you're gonna remember somebody that's that's the way to do it because they're they're they out of all memorials hilarious. go they're I mean, hilarious. You don't get a lot of people up there just sobbing and crying. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. usually like joke after joke after joke. Uh, Richards was at the Laugh Factory. They did one here for at the Laugh Factory and mm-hmm. then one in New York. But um, I'll never forget. It became like a competition and like who was on the lineup at what time like Richard Lewis was 
pissed off because <laughs> he felt like he should have gone before Tim Allen. Right, right. And why do I have to follow Tim Allen? Oh, I should have like, and why is Dane Cook up there? <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie Masada's like, oh man, well, you know, Dane has got to try some material before this weekend. So, oh, that's so funny. Know. <laughs> I, w- I went to a, a memorial for one of the managers at the Ice House uh, a couple months ago, and uh, the the MC was the MC at the Ice House when I first started out. When, when you first started out, and uh, he introduced like it started off as a memorial. Was like, okay, the first person who's going to speak is Bob Fisher, the owner of the Ice House, oh. and then the next person who's going to, you know, okay, the next person who's going to speak is. But slowly through the course of the night, it was you've seen this next guy on the Conite show. <laughs> <laughs> He's been all over a serious XM. Uh, put your hands together. Alonzo Bowden. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, Chris. Uh, so anything up and coming? Chris still does a lot of uh, work on television. Anything we can look forward to seeing um, you on? Well, currently I am doing um, a thing called Parental Discretion with Stephanie Wilder yes. on Nickelodeon. Uh, Hugh Fink, who has been on the show, is the executive producer of that. I love Hugh Fink. Is Danielle Koenig writing on that She still? is. Danielle Koenig. Uh, uh, I haven't had just, her on, but Jimmy Pardo's wife. Yeah. Oh, great! It, the show just got—they they aired it and they're doing uh, repeats. You know, oh, awesome! A so lot. it's going to do another. You're going to do another cycle. They're doing yeah, and it literally—they literally just found out that it got picked up. Looks so. like Hugh's getting a call from Murray. <laughs> no, it, it just the show got picked up, so he's going to be doing. Stuff. I know. I'm going to call him. Oh, for a to go in job. Right. Yes. I see. Yes. Yes. Um, Chris, thank you so much for coming here. I really appreciate it. You're awesome. I love you and I miss you. I'm sorry we don't hang out as much, but we both have families now. Yes, we do. Uh, I love you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my kids slept through this whole thing too, so that's awesome. I'll go out and wake them up. <laughs> uh, so as I uh, said before, I'll be uh, at the Orleans July f- 10th through 14th, I think, and then I'm pretty much taking August off. Um, that's it. Hey, like us on the Facebook page. Uh, don't be a douche. Just go ahead and click like. And uh, shirts are up uh, for it's sale. It's tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. And these fights, candle flights, running with the runs. And blacklists, bounce checks, great at bachelorette. Drunks uh, in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more, missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fists, One big law and order, Uh, Chris McGonagall, thank you so much for coming. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot.